What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. So uh, welcome everyone to Three Essential Questions. Um, I'm Pam Myers with Pam Myers Social Media. My co-host is Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistant. And um, we are doing a 15 to 25-ish minute segment <laughs> every uh, Thursday morning at 9.30 that then will be recorded and then we're sharing it on um, multiple social media platforms. Um, afterwards. And um, we are very fortunate today to have Matt DeGregory as our guest. Matt, who most of you may know, is owner of the Range Cafe Standard Diner and the Freight House in Bernalillo. And um, the restaurant industry has been really impacted so much by the current situation. And uh, so we're, again, happy to have Matt here today. And Matt, welcome. So thank you for joining us. Yes, welcome, Matt. In fact, I used you, you and how you've pivoted uh, in our first episode. I was talking about uh, you know the the shutting down and then the coming back with with the to go and then curbside service and all of that and how this has all really forced everyone to think about how uh, you know a business can't die. So how do I make it? How do I continue on forward? What do I do? And and uh, yeah, your brilliant pivot, and hopefully that it it gets us through the the rough spots. But continue uh, with your intro. well, and that kind of brings us to our first question, right. um, which is what have you learned um, about yourself and your business through all of this? I'm sure it's extensive. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's it's been kind of scary. You know, um, it was interesting. About a month before this all happened, I, I kind of was awake at three o'clock in the morning and thinking, you know, my business has been going along for 28 years. And, you know, three years into it, we had a devastating event where our first restaurant burnt to the ground. And we were kind of like just running on full cylinders and uh, things were great and wonderful. And we remodeled a building and two weeks later it was gone. And at the time, you know, you think that's the worst thing that could have possibly ever happened, but it ended up being the best thing that ever happened. So here I am eight weeks ago or so, and I'm laying awake at three o'clock in the morning and I'm thinking, you know, we've been running along really good for a long, long time. And I'm wondering when that next devastating thing is going to happen. And this happened and it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, you know, the fire was, unbelievable but this is even more unbelievable you know and you I, I caught some flack from people online and you know when we were closing down and i was like putting up uh social media messages saying hey you know god we're so sorry and can't wait to get back and then people were like oh you're just a rich bastard and you know you don't care about your employees and you need to pay your employees and blah 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 and i was just like going man 
I'm, you know, and I got accused of being greedy and that, and that hit like, just stabbed me in the heart, you know, because it's the least of my uh, attributes would be that I'm a greedy individual, you know, I, I care so much about our employees and making sure that they're doing okay. And when you get faced with, as I kind of mentioned before, running 100 miles an hour and slamming into a brick wall, and then you get out of the car and people stomp on you. That's kind of the way it felt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, I've got 550 employees that I just had to lay off. And we went from 550 to three in a matter of what seemed like seconds. You know, it was instantaneous. And it really made you start thinking about, you know, what can I do when we come out of this to make life better for everyone? And it's difficult because we're such a big company and I'm one guy uh, with that, you know, that I, I want to try and get it to all the employees. So you put out emails to staff and you say, you know, man, we're trying to work through this. We're trying to get to it. And then you hear negative stuff coming back from it. It's just really hard, you know, because this is not what the range is about. You know, it's not what I'm about as a business person. Um, you know, I just really care. Oh, <laughs> I'm tearing up over here, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's brutal, especially because you've been such a positive influence in the community. You know, it's the range has been around, like you said, forever. And everybody, that's like the place to go. I was so excited. I'm in Los Lunas. It was like, oh, we finally got <laughs> I know where I'm having all my business lunches, you know, and so uh, to hear that is, I know it, it's an, it's an, it's been an interesting experience to see. I don't I don't want to say true colors, but it's, it has brought out mm. some interesting dichotomies in people that, that I wouldn't have expected either. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I've spent a lot of time working on, myself as a business person and you know you I was really upset when Ruth Chris got 20 million dollars mm -hmm. not because they got it but because people were so all of a sudden against Ruth Chris you know and you have to look at it we got the PPP loan and it's saving my business without it you know I'd be filing for bankruptcy right now so we've been able to bring back about 200 employees so far, and we're hoping that, you know, we don't have the business for 200 employees, but we're able through the PPP to pay them. Um, and, you know, Ruth Chris is a giant corporation, but it's all a matter of scale. You know, people were saying, oh, they, they've got $480 million a year. Well, a restaurant has such incredibly slim margins, they probably spend Four hundred and seventy million dollars a year. Yeah, that's what I was just economy. gonna say. <laughs> you know, and it's it's just a matter of scale. And then they'd say, oh, well, you know, they've got eighty nine million dollars in the bank. And I know from a restaurant, they have one hundred and sixty locations. That's probably enough to last them about two months. Mm -hmm. You know, so it. And you also have to think about the time in which they applied for the PPP. There was no information coming about um, that the small small business guys or they're going to run out of money before it right. makes it down to them. So, you know, they didn't know that going into it. To me, they were just smart businessmen trying to save their business and, and no one should have been chastised for it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Shake Shack was another one that got a big amount. 
you know, Danny Meyer, the owner of Shake Shack, is my restaurant hero. The man's a god. He he's he treats his employees incredibly. Um, his restaurants are amazing, and it's the same situation. You know, the government's going to call out and say, "Hey, we're going to give you free money." You know, they didn't say, "By the way, you're going to get it," and all the little guys aren't. You know, then I think that those types of owners would have made a better decision and not taken it. So I've been defending them, and you know, I, I, again, I caught hell for that too. So oh, sure. I, have, I have to be careful about my big mouth, you know, because I get very passionate about the restaurant industry. And we're often looked at as greedy and money bags and that we all have gold mines and that we're all making tons of money. You know, you're lucky if you make three cents on every dollar that's spent in our restaurant. So, um, you know, an event like this, there's no money to save. There's no, you know, we crashed instantly you know, and it just hit, really hit home fast that it was desperate and we had to figure out what to do, so. Well, yeah. so you've, you've mentioned a little bit that question number two is how you or your business has responded to the situation. You've talked a little bit about it. Um, do you, so you, you, you did the pivot, you're doing the, the curbside, that type of stuff. So how do, I mean, without having the knowledge of like, this is going to be over on May 15th, because we don't know that. That's right. the goal. I doubt, I doubt it will. And I, right. And, and I've told my family we're on lockdown until at least June 1st. I don't care what the, what the government says. I know that there's going to be a, you know, every time they've lifted the, the, the ban someplace, there's 2,000 more cases the next day. It's just, that's how people are. So what do you, how do you plan for that? uncertainty what do you how do you move forward with that? well you know i think we are just trying to you know we're trying to do it right we're, we're we've reopened a week ago uh for takeout business and the downtime in between allowed us to thoroughly clean all of our stores top to bottom i mean we're taking every single thing off shelves and cleaning the walls the ceilings the floors everything we're um you know, fortunately, I'm, I'm a member of the Restaurant Association. They've been having daily phone uh, Zoom meetings just like this and giving us pointers on how to deal with this. How do we reopen safely? Um, you know, what kind of things we need to be aware of? And a lot of ins and out on the PPP loan, which has allowed us to reopen. Without it, we would still be closed and people would still be on unemployment. So, you know, it allowed us to take a good strong look at the operations of our company and figure out how we can safely reopen. Uh, it gave us time. We've had three or four employees doing nothing but making masks. Um, we've had employees doing nothing but writing thank you notes to customers as they come in the door. You know, the thing is we have a ton of employees and we don't have much work for them. So we're being creative and keeping them busy. And some of them really aren't doing much and getting a paycheck for it. So, uh, and that's great, you know, because uh, we had a lot of people who didn't qualify for any unemployment and, you know, we were able to get them back to work fairly quickly. It's challenging working in a hot kitchen and a busy type restaurant with a face mask on all the time, but they're, they're, they're doing it. And, you know, we can only hope that we do get reopened for some level of business soon. You know, the PPP loan allows us eight weeks of, of funds to pay to our employees. And after eight weeks, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. 
and I hope that our to-go business is strong enough that we can um, survive. You know, our, our landlords have all been great. They've all given us forgiveness. Our banks have been good in, you know, massaging our loans to make it out. So that works. Our food vendors have been great. You know, we've had very small vendors that said, hey, you know, just don't pay me that bill you owe me. You know, and they're a small guy too. You know, it's like our carpet cleaner uh, just said, don't pay me. You know, and that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that speaks to the level of company that you are. You know, I think you engender that so that it's it's easy for people to say that to you because that's who you are. I, I don't think that, I don't think all businesses are experiencing that. I'm glad to hear that you are. That's, that's because I, I think you deserve it. It also makes you feel better about humanity. It makes up for those negative comments and situations that yeah. that just i mean it it's inevitable there are people out there that are going to find the negative on any kind of a situation and that's very unfortunate but um it does just make you feel better on some level um so then talking about that how what what's your i mean is there a plan for the future i mean at the end of that time period what you know, what do you envision? Well, you know, the, the biggest challenge right now is food supply. You know, we're hearing from our food vendors that there's a lot of major ingredients that we use on our menus that just may not be available. Um, you know, pork and beef products um, are going to be a big challenge coming up. And, you know, we're like, we're already having a hard time getting sour cream which mm. is like an odd item because, you know, you hear all the stories about dairy farmers dumping milk down the drain. Um, you know, we're having to decide what we're going to offer moving forward. And I, you know, I think restaurants after all this will never be the same. They won't be the same as, as what they used to be. And a lot of big changes need to take place. You know, you look at the Danny Meyer model of his restaurants where he's eliminated tipping. He's given every employee in the restaurant a living wage. Um, I, I would love to figure out how to do that. And I, I, I did kind of an informal Facebook poll about that. Say, you know, hey, if we did away with tipping and you knew that your menu prices are going to have to be higher, uh, but the staff is all making a decent wage. You know, how would you feel about that? And it was kind of a 50-50 thing. A lot of people are, in America, this is the way we do it. And if you go the way and do away with tipping, we're going to get crappy service. And, you know, I haven't had that experience in Danny Meyer restaurants. You know, they don't have tipping any longer. And I've been to other restaurants in other towns where they've eliminated tipping. And I've had great service. So I think people will still be honorable about their jobs and know that, you know, they have to do a good job in order to keep working. So well, I think if they're, uh, if they're feeling that they're, they're making a living wage and they don't have to hustle, right? To, you know, to, to please some cranky table that, you know, is whatever that I think that they're going to, it's going to be like, well, you know, I'm getting paid whether you're a jerk right. or not. So I'm, right. I'm going to be happy. I, I would love it. I'm much more of a, I'd rather walk into, you know, a car dealership or anywhere and go, that's the price. There's no haggling. There's no, you right. know, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to sit down and eat great food and be with my, and focus you know, on the people I'm with. And yeah, we, we faced the problem though. I mean, we are, we're already told that we charge too much for our food. Um, mm -hmm. 
and you know we have to stick to our guns in that we care about the food that we serve you know we don't serve crap we don't serve frozen pre-made anything um you know we try and use the best ingredients that we can come up with and make it from scratch and oftentimes you get people that just you know they only care about it being 2.99 you know um, <laughs> and the reality is that you know restaurant industry has there's a lot of competition there's a ton of restaurants and I hate to say it, but this actually may be a good thing in that we shrink the number down a little bit mm -hmm. and then restaurants can be busier and survive this because the only way right now we make money is if we have volume and we have a constant stream of people coming in the door because costs to us are getting ridiculous. You know, we're being forced to pay servers a lot more, even though with tips, they're the highest paid people in the restaurant. And you'll always hear online the story, oh my God, servers only make $2.13 an hour. Well, A, that's not true in New Mexico. They're at least five sixty, dollars I think. Um, and they're wanting to bump that up to $12, you know. But nothing's being done to take care of the, the people in the back of the kitchen who are, have been making $12 for a long time. And they've got a family to support. Um, you know, there's nothing to bump their pay up. And people say, well, you could do it whether you wanted to or not. And then I say, well, are you okay with paying $16 for your hamburger? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, well, you can't. It should come out of your pocket. You know, well, there's nothing in my pocket left, you know. <laughs> so there has to be a reality check on restaurants that um, we need to make, we need to charge more and we need to be able to make more so that we can put savings for a rainy day. You know, we can plan for losing one restaurant, um, you know, through some sort of disaster, but losing nine of them in one day, no one can plan for that. Yeah. And, you know, we need to be more conscious about saving. And, you know, an, an interesting thing is I, I've, one of my business groups that I'm involved with had a speaker talked about generations and talked about how each new generation is defined by some sort of life-changing event. Mm -hmm. And this is certainly a life-changing event. And the people that are coming out of this are going to have a different perspective on life. And it's gonna be the same generation that came out of the Great Depression. They're gonna be super conscious about saving. They're gonna be penny pinchers. You know, they're gonna get back to, you know, I look at my mother who was a victim of that era. And when she passed away and we cleaned out her house, we'd open up drawers and there'd be like 20 eyeglass cases. You know, they didn't throw stuff away. They saved that kind of stuff. Because, every you know, butter dish, grandma exactly. had every butter They lived without so much for so long <laughs> that they readjusted their lifestyle. And that's gonna happen with this generation moving forward. And we just maybe need to think about you know, what happened in the 1930s when people came out of that and, uh, you know, go from there. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I hope everybody comes out of it smelling like a rose and that, you know, we're able to readjust. My hope is that the 18-year-old the, the younger generation and up becomes very politically active and does something to change this mess that our country and world is in, you know, and the divisiveness of it, um, because it's it's destroying our country, and you know it's got to change, and it has to be better. 
and it's going to come from this generation that's coming out of this uh, to make, be conscious and aware of what they say and what they do and what they believe in and what fake story that they dive into um, and, and make a change for the better because something good has to come out of this mess because if we're anti this or anti that and we divide ourselves it's going to kill everything you know it's not going to be a pretty thing coming out of it right yeah circling back to you said that um when this is all over that things will never be the same what are some of the things that you see in your industry that won't be the same i think people are going to be very conscious of social distancing mm. and, you know um i i think people are going to be very on top of cleanliness and and paying attention to how businesses are operating and in a restaurant where you know you've got a small space with a lot of people and there's activity and life and vibrancy and all that kind of stuff that's got to be different you know we're going to have to take tables out of our restaurants and spread things out people may not feel comfortable coming into a restaurant for a really long time Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be aware of that. I don't think we'll see the level of business that we used to do um, for at least a year or so. Yeah, there was just an article in the news this morning about um, a city, I think it was um, in Missouri, that opened and it was kind of a touristy space. And they opened full-fledged back up this week and they said there's very few people that, yeah, that, that happened in Michigan too. Um, they reopened restaurants and they were panning around going, there's nobody here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the public is a little more aware that we're not ready to reopen fully, you know? Um, and we have to adapt to make product that people want to buy to bring home. And, you know, personally, I can't wait to get back to having friends over and sharing a meal and, all that I miss it so much you know and uh, I think people are gonna get tired of this current routine it's been fun for a while it's been interesting to see how people have dealt with it um, but we can't live through zoom meetings you know it's just not gonna work well not all of us some of us I got a new I got a new ring light I mean I'm <laughs> <laughs> this zoom meeting stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah it's been interesting having um guests come on and talk about their experiences and how um how they're transitioning through all of this it's really been a fascinating experience uh and i think we can all learn from each other and just again try and hold each other up and approach it with a positive as positive an attitude as we can moving forward That's I, I think, you know people are gonna have to have patience yeah um you know you, you can't run to yelp and leave a negative review just because you know the waiter looked at you wrong you know there, mm -hmm. there needs to be some patience with businesses all the way around you know and and understand that this is a worldwide phenomenon it's yeah. not fake it exists and you know uh, you just have to kind of think differently you know right so we're going to survive mm -hmm. 
Is there anything that you'd like to add to tell um, listeners, uh, you know, anything about moving forward with how you're operating right now? Obviously, come order in, order out, yeah, take out. You know, I, we, we look for suggestions of things that people want. And that was another kind of uh, informal poll I did. What do you want in a restaurant moving forward? And you know, there's a lot of stuff. Our menus have always been huge and, and we've needed to kind of shrink them down. And this actually gives us the opportunity uh, to do that. Um, we have to adjust and it's gonna be different and we're not gonna be able to offer everything that we used to. And we're gonna have to figure out, you know, how to be super efficient moving forward. There's no fluff left. So, um, you know, let's, let's just be patient and understand that things are different and don't take it out on the employees. Don't take it out on your fellow man. Be loving, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm enjoying the, um, the inventiveness. I mean, I, it's terrible to have to go through this, but it's been, it's been interesting to see, like I said, people, how, how they're going to pivot. How do they, adapt it's 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 a big you know somebody picks up your house and goes <laughs> and everything settles back down what do you do and how do you adapt to the new normal right and that type of thing so uh, this has been it's been a fa it has been a fascinating journey talking to these to you these business owners and saying uh, i mean we have to reinvent and exactly exactly mm -hmm. like 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 normal was so great right yeah. now right <laughs> Maybe a good shakeup. I mean, this is a terrible way to do it, and I, I, I wouldn't have wished it on us. But it's it, we're dealing with it, so I'm, I'm. It's it's heartening to see that people are adapting and recreating and reinventing and mm -hmm. and thinking about how to survive. And and I, I totally agree with your your assessment that the that the people coming out of this are going to have a totally different perspective on what is normal now. Mm -hmm. The kids are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much. We did have a comment from uh, Barbara Dawson, who's watching, and she said, thank you very much for coming and being a guest on the program. Yeah, we, we really appreciate the range. that. <laughs> yeah, and the freight, and standard. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So thank you very much. Please join us next week, where our guest is going to be Peter Trevisani, the... Um, he is owner of New Mexico United and Meow Wolf. And thanks again for joining us. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Primus Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Primus, the bank that gets it right. Primus is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.